Hey there, spooky friends. It's Megan. And before we hop into the episode, I want to tell y'all a little bit about what we've got coming up in person next. We're so excited to announce that our friends at Little Cottage Brewing have invited us back for a monthly spot with trivia. So that means it's time to mark your calendars with a few dates to come hang out with us and play along. On December 13th, join us for Creepy Holiday Trivia, where we'll have questions ranging from spooky holiday traditions around the world, mischievous holiday mythical beings, holiday-themed horror movies, and more. Then, on January 17th, join us again for a deck themed around fears and phobias. Last but not least on the calendar is February 14th for a theme of romance and scorned lovers in horror. We can't wait to see you on December 13th, January 17th, and February 14th for some excellent craft beer and a scary good time. Okay, 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 I get it. Now, on to the episode. Hey there, Creepy Pocket Pals. This is Megan, and I wanted to take some time to chat with y'all today about the misrepresentation of mental illness in horror films and how they often rely on mental disorders to create this really antiquated killer trope, and even how as viewers, we can sometimes negatively contribute to perpetuating these stigmas, even if unintentional. We have a few movies coming up in the pipeline that really lean on this trope, so I thought it was extra important for us to address this a bit more in depth. And as a reminder, I have an advanced degree in behavioral psychology and used to be a behavior therapist, so this shit is my jam. Now we are all familiar with the spooky visuals of dark, dirty yet sterile psych wards and mental health facilities where the background ambience is that of screaming patients, right? Or in horror films where the killer is portrayed as mentally deranged or unstable in some way. These archetypes are created to instill a sense of fear in us as viewers, but they paint a largely inaccurate and wholly dangerous picture of what mental illness really is. There's this gray cloud of stigmatization that follows conversations on mental illness and mental health, and the way film and media portray both certainly aids to the exponential growth of this misunderstanding. Often in movies, horror movies especially, those that struggle with mental health are painted as dangerous and scary, and they are grossly dehumanized. Writers and directors take most people's lack of understanding of something and exploit the effect of individuals to warp it into something for us to fear and ultimately something to entertain us. And while these movies are meant to entertain us, these negative stereotypes oftentimes have real-life consequences that affect real-life people. It perpetuates the sense of fear of the unknown or things that we just don't fully understand, and it gives people a reason to feel justified in being scared of these individuals. And these aforementioned consequences can sometimes be detrimental. For example, while a therapist is always required to report homicidal intent to police, some states have laws in place mandating suicidal intent also be reported. If a person is willing to get help, there is absolutely no good basis for this ruling. Legislation like this does more harm than good, and it both perpetuates and stems from harmful stereotypes that people with mental illness are dangerous and a risk to others, when in reality, there is no correlated or causational relationship between mental illness and dangerousness. But as we know, representation fucking matters, ghoulies, and mental illness in the mental health field as a profession really doesn't get much positive or accurate representation. So the representation that it does get holds that much more weight, and it's that much more important. Representation in our film and media is often where a lot of us get our exposure to many things that we don't experience in our day-to-day. It helps us define our view of the world. So to constantly be misportrayed as unstable, erratic, dangerous, and scary is a blatantly unfair caricature of what mental illness really is. Because in actuality, most people with any of these disorders are entirely harmless and aren't inherently violent. They have jobs and families and hobbies. And juxtapose, we frequently add the label of mentally ill to violent people immediately and seek to armchair diagnose them when there is often nothing to diagnose. 
That's also not accurate or fair. And are there exceptions to both of these? Of course there are, but removing the nuance and lumping either situation into its own ill-defined category is both erroneous and unethical. These days, we're having a lot more open and honest conversations about mental health and mental illness, and that's a really good thing. But that comes with some drawbacks too. Non-professionals speculating and interjecting their own assumptions of mental disorder diagnoses, colloquially known as armchair psychology, is on an upswing, and it's a harmful tactic that really furthers the stigma attached to mental illness. This is happening at rising rates in our daily lives as well as in our media, especially in our horror movies. But beyond the obvious, why is this so harmful? For starters, it trivializes mental health conditions and disorders. There is so much nuance, gray area, and weight that comes with receiving a diagnosis and providing one, which is why we as professionals have to go through years of school, training, and become licensed in order to provide them. It's a completely complex process and set of procedures that involves thorough evaluations and discussions. Armchair psychology really downplays the seriousness of these assessments and Most of the time, they rely on stereotypes. Not everyone who acts selfishly has narcissistic personality disorder. Being socially awkward does not immediately equal that someone is on the autism spectrum. And no, you needing things to be organized, color-coded, or in a particular order does not mean that you have OCD. To nonchalantly and inconsequentially just throw around these terms and hypothetical diagnoses, we're fueling the stigma further. This also allows for someone's behavior or personality to be weaponized against them, creating a dangerous parallel between misconduct and maladaptive behaviors and mental illness. And again, I totally understand that horror films are largely made to entertain and to not educate the masses, but it's one thing to have a psychologically driven horror film, but it's really unfair to take disorders that real people suffer from and minimize them. And while most of our horror films do a pretty terrible job at portraying mental health, mental illness, and psychiatric care appropriately, a few got it right and have given us a realistic look into these issues. Horror movies are still miles away from being a beacon of representation in terms of positive mental health portrayal and not relying on mental illness tropes to create monsters. But that said, this medium continues to grow and do better, and it has an immense reach and power to educate and generate empathy. For every pile of problematic horror films, there are a handful that work to give us a sincere, honest, and vulnerable look into these stories. A few that come to mind immediately are Black Swan, Babadook, and Hereditary, all of which are on our schedule to discuss at some point, and we'll get to dive deeper into some of the psychology in these movies in a lot more detail. But that's it for this super short mini-sode. I sincerely hope that you learned something today, and if you're interested in learning more, I will link some resources in the show notes as always. I can't wait for you to tune back in next time and dig into more films with me. Stay scary, friends, and I'll chat with you later. The Clever Goals podcast is run by Megan, Marissa, Blair, and Melissa. This episode was done by Megan. Our intro and outro music was created for us by Josh Marshall. Find his links in our show notes. For more episodes and other spooky content, find us on your favorite social media platform through our handle at Clever Ghouls. Don't forget to subscribe and share. And if you really like our content, please leave us a review.